0: is lifetime sentence the podcast where we watch bad lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction
1: erin do you hear that
0: the sound of
1: mariah uh, carey getting March. facial injections to be prepared, and Michael Buble is coming out of his hole. It's Christmas time. Those are sleigh bells.
0: Okay, that's all I can play without getting sued for (laughs) the copyright (laughs) infringement.
1: Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to our first Christmas special of 24.
0: I'm so excited.
1: Because what I just
0: decided that November we're we're throwing away November. We're just, it's December 1st, we're going to go to the 31st and then we're going to do it again. Absolutely. And then we have to have the Christmas
1: wrap up. So January will be basically Christmas movies again. You know, like when you cool down after a good run, like you've got to like work it yeah. back down. And then February is I mean Valentine's Day has nothing on Christmas, so we might as well just celebrate Christmas again. So we're looking at a good six-month-long Christmas this year.
0: Yay! (laughs) I have already watched seven Hallmark movies. (laughs) And not Old ones. I've watched seven new Hallmark movies. I put out eight. I have one on the DVR to watch to catch up all the way. I have them all. Cranberry Christmas.
1: I've heard you're not missing much with that one, so.
0: Okay, I have like a whole list of which ones are my favorite.
1: Um, is Twelve Dates of Christmas on that list? Because I enjoyed it.
0: Twelve. Okay, well, they're all on the list. I have a whole list.
1: I'm sorry. Is that on your top list?
0: Twelve Dates of Christmas is number five
1: out okay. of seven. Okay, that's not that's not so hot. Um, Chateau one Christmas Royal is your number Hol- one.
0: One Royal Holiday, no. <laughs> one Royal Holiday is my number one. Okay. Deliver by Christmas is my number two.
1: That one's super adorable.
0: I loved it. Jingle Bell Bride is my number three.
1: Okay. I can't get behind it you just because the title.
0: No, uh, Twelve Dates of Christmas is my number four.
1: Okay. I like that. Holly like and Ivy
0: ended up under Twelfth Day of Christmas, and then Chateau Christmas, and then uh, Christmas Tree Lane.
1: Damn, Chateau was awful for Christmas Tree Lane to be below that.
0: Christmas Tree Lane. I was like physically in pain while I watched that movie.
1: <laughs> I haven't watched it, but now I'm. I'm... I got i
0: do not like Ali- Alicia Witt at all. Okay. I don't like her at all, and. You know, if my boy Andrew Walker can't fix a movie. Right. It's real bad.
1: Um, Well, I'm glad. This is, by the way, guys, this is how we're announcing that we're changing formats. Um, Yeah. (laughs) We are shifting from true crime. And for the rest of our lives, we're only talking about the Christmas movies we watched, but not tell you anything about them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're not going to steal deck uh, the hallmark that's their thing
0: yeah instead of deck the hallmark we're going to be called deck deck the hallmark mark
1: (laughs) (laughs) with a question mark at the end
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) calendar girl come a cup come a killer (laughs) question mark (laughs) oh man
1: no, but I got to school today and I started blasting Christmas music, and some of my kids came in and like, "Thank you, Mr. Adams," and other kids were like, "The fuck is happening right now?" And I think both of those are valid responses to like, first of all, I got put on legal speed last week, so like, your boy finally got appropriately treated for ADHD and i'm like a brand new human being i told yeah, i told sarah when she got home from work today i remembered to go to the store after work and i can't tell you a time in my entire life that i remembered errands after work
0: yeah
1: so like they're greeted I'm, with i'm th-
0: loving watching you just blossom right
1: right <laughs> um also it makes me really not hungry so your boy's going to come out of 2020 looking like a top 10. What? I didn't mean to say top. I was just want to say 10. And then I fucked it up. So I'm a top 10, guys. Vote for me. I don't know what I'm top 10 in. I'm actually in Aaron's top 10 Hallmark Christmas movies.
0: Well, there's only been seven so far. So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. This is Lifetime Sentence.
1: And I'm ready for Christmas.
0: Same. Um, Tomorrow is the scariest day of the year.
1: Halloween was last week.
0: I'm not talking about Halloween. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, no. Then you meant to say the scariest day of four years.
0: The scariest day of four years. Yes. (sighs) Yep. Yep. Um I'm full of existential dread. Uh if anyone asks me what's in my coffee in the morning, I'm going to tell them to go fuck themselves cuz you know what it's none of your damn business what's in my coffee, sir.
1: Where did you buy that? Cuz like my liquor store has I think fuck off, but not go fuck yourself, it's none of your business what's in my coffee, sir. And I just like to try it. It uh, sounds delicious.
0: Total wine. <laughs>
1: Um, they hooked me up. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. As you are well aware, I am, when I am uncomfortable, I diffuse a situation with humor, and I have relied on lots of humor as uh, evidenced by our group chat mm-hmm. recently.
0: Uh, some of it's funny, <laughs> some of it's not. Um, hey, uh, you're listening to this on Wednesday. How was the election? Tell us so we we can choose to wake up or not.
1: <laughs> um, also, are we still there?
0: Are we still there? <laughs>
1: what what happened as a result of this of this election?
0: Are we there, God? It's us <laughs> Earth?
1: <laughs> did did the good old U.S. of A. make it through the twenty four hour period or? So, it's Christmas.
0: (laughs) Yay!
1: (laughs) Well, the good news is, Erin, I have something delightfully fucked up to tell you on my half of the story today. So, I'm hoping you can also give us some good news at the top.
0: Well, I don't have good news, Um, but I have news.
1: Okay. Shitty movie?
0: (laughs) We're running... We're running behind on Patreon because I am filled with anxiety and rage and uh, the urge to drink. So that will be coming to you later this week, (laughs) if you're one of our patrons. Um, If not, here, allow me to tell you about this really terrible movie that was actually hilarious.
1: Okay, I can't wait.
0: I mean, you looked like you could there for a second. No,
1: no. So I was about to quote all the reviews that I read that agree with you. And then I decided I'd just let you tell us about it.
0: Excellent. Okay. So this week, first of all, I just want to point out that I saved us all from a really dark and sad episode because Paul texted me on Saturday and was like, why don't we watch the most depressing movie ever made? Well,
1: I just figured, why not? We're already in the state. And I was like,
0: I'm not sure that my mental health can hold on that long. So we got this one instead, which is listed on the Lifetime Movie Club app. Please pay us money or at least send me a blanket. Damn. Um, Oh, custom
1: wine glasses.
0: Under True Stories. However, when I read the synopsis, I was like, there's not a chance in hell this is a true story. So, here we go. This week, I watched Deadly Assistant. It stars Jeanette Souza. She plays Amanda. She was on American Housewife, Castle... Um. <clears throat> A Date with Misfortune?
1: I've had a couple which of those. It's not
0: a Hallmark movie. Um, <laughs> it definitely Cobra sounds like Affairs. a lifetime movie. So, yeah. Um, it also stars Brianne Parhilia. You're welcome.
1: You nailed it.
0: I did. She plays Maya. She's from Frontier, Rampage, San Andreas, Incarnate. My Best Friend's Christmas.
1: That's definitely Hallmark. My Best Friend's
0: Christmas. Uh, I don't think it is, but also she has her best friend act like her boyfriend. So it's right up Hallmark's alley.
1: Or ABC Family. Remember when they made those really cute Christmas movies like Holiday in Handcuffs with Melissa Joan Hart and Joey What's-His-Head? Yes. Joey
0: What's-His-Head
1: well I almost said Tribbiani and I knew that absolutely was not it Lawrence Joey <laughs> what Lawrence what is
0: that guy's name Joey Lawrence I was like I almost said uh, I don't even know Joey McBride and I was like no that's from New Kids on the Block
1: yeah <laughs> well now I'm questioning myself because maybe Mario Lopez was in one also
0: Keenan Tracy he plays Charlie he's in Polaroid Bates Motel the 100, the return. I'm
1: sorry. Mario Lopez was in holiday in handcuffs. And I thought that was an important distinction because he is very beautiful.
0: Well, how dare you! How very dare you. I
1: know. Okay, sorry. I'll I interrupted be right you. Right on
0: time because the Save by the Bell reboot comes out pretty soon. Yes. Um Philip Boyd, he plays Ian. Um, he's in the haves and the haves have not. Uh, in lawfully yours, feud the Betty and um, Joan show. Oh yeah, orphan horse, the twelve pups of Christmas, which I'm really upset that I've never seen.
1: The twelve what?
0: Pups, puppies. Oh yeah, we definitely watched that. Twelve puppies of Christmas. Recently single and starting a new job in a different city, Aaron, a canine therapist, is getting a fresh start. But just when she thought her new life would be the reset she needed, her self-centered boss, Martin, tasks Aaron with finding homes for 12 puppies who were left behind after a photo shoot for his struggling GPS locator company.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. Did you think that you were going to beat Google
0: Maps or Apple Maps? Because, like... No. At all before Christmas. As they work together, Erin realizes Martin may not be so bad after all, and her take-charge attitude not only helps Martin save his company, but also reveals a calmer, better self that opens them both up to the idea of love. So I'm just going to end this podcast and go watch that movie. Bye.
1: Peace out. And now I'm
0: going to tell you about some horrible crimes. I have to say, uh, a GPS locator company is no more far-fetched than a scavenger hunt planning corporation. Okay. Actually have you ever heard of Goose Chase? Oh, there's one in our there's a there's a scavenger hunt planning company in our town. It's not a corporate conglomerate where there is such a thing as a head game designer.
1: That's fair. <laughs> um, however, I will give them props to A, every character in that movie had a Samsung Android, and I thought that was hilarious because the screen, the texting screen, definitely looked like an iMessage. Yeah. But um, their fake social media was such a good Instagram knockoff for the first time ever. It's like Hallmark actually looked at a phone once.
0: One of the interns is like, "Wait, I have Instagram."
1: <laughs> it's still the old logo with the like yeah. the brown Polaroid. Wait.
0: On their um, on their anniversary, you could re-download that logo.
1: Oh, really? And
0: that's my Instagram logo now.
1: It was you. Mm-hmm. You were you were the the designer at Hall- at Hallmark. You've been holding out on me.
0: Okay. Yep. Haha, <laughs> ha! Surprise. Anyways, back to this movie and not. All that- <laughs> Uh, maybe. Uh, we open with a nice guided meditation. The kay. camera pans around a yoga room and the gloved hand uses a singing bowl and then burns some sage while the voiceover reminds us to keep track of our breathing and stay present.
1: Okay, was this just you preparing for tomorrow?
0: No. Oh, the glove hand is using the burning sage to sanitize a knife.
1: Um, that's delightful I was not planning on that being in this movie but okay here we are
0: there's a lady tied up she's gagged but she tries to scream and we cut to yoga class I love yoga
1: why wouldn't you
0: (laughs) (laughs) after class a brown nosing blonde sticks around to suck up to the teacher and also make fun of her boyfriend's inability to flow We inexplicably cut to a lady in a car doing a meditation. She finishes and then picks up a plant to go see her sister, the yoga teacher. Uh, Turns out the brown noser's boyfriend is the yoga teacher's son. He talks to his aunt about how he's in recovery from his relapse. He's dating Maya, the brown noser, who is his mom's protege. So all in all, things are going super well for him. Perfect. Lauren, the yoga teacher, and her sister Amanda, Um, Amanda introduces herself to Maya and they hug. Something happens that makes things awkward, so um, Amanda wanders off and runs into Ian, Charlie's dad, and someone who Amanda is also awkward around, or maybe she's just an awkward person. I don't know. (laughs) Fair enough. Lauren encourages Amanda to come home and stay for a while. But she says no. She says she can't forgive Ian for the affair he had. And I'm just so confused as to how all these people are related.
1: It sounds like, <clears throat> it sounds like a cult.
0: Um, yeah. Um, so...
1: Oh, good. I didn't mean to Lauren- guess it.
0: Lauren takes Amanda outside to show her the healing plant garden... And they talk about how much they miss each other. Lauren, um, again, says Amanda should come home so they can be a family. They plant a flower, but someone's watching them from around the corner. Um, Over in the guest house, Charlie hears a bunch of loud noises. So he doesn't bother to put clothes on since he just got out of the shower. He just grabs his baseball bat out from under the bed.
1: Been there. Sometimes you, you just are naked and you need your bat in your hand. It happens every so often.
0: But it turns out it's just Maya scaring him. And what scares me is the dress she's wearing. Um, (laughs) Please describe it. It was like teal. And it's what you would suspect like a yoga teacher in a Lifetime movie to wear. Okay. It was very flowy. Uh Uh-huh. And about two sizes too big for her. (laughs) Perfect. Um. So it's just Maya scaring Charlie. She tells him she has to get ready for dinner and then she proceeds to like go into the closet and grab a scarf and a necklace. Great. I was like that's not like getting ready for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um At dinner, Lauren announces that the new grand opening is going to be a rebirth and that they've been working on her brand. <laughs> And how she would like to invite Amanda into the fold as her official business partner. Okay. Yay! Except no one's excited except for Lauren. Oh, no. (laughs) Amanda says she'll think about it. Ian's pissed. Maya's super mad she's not going to be the business partner. Ian and Lauren retire to the living room just uh, behind a glass door so they can scream at each other while everyone sitting at the table still watches them. Okay. Super awkward. I mean,
1: is it though? Because like you would watch.
0: Totally I'd watch, but okay. still. Um, da, da, da. Um, <clears throat> Maya insults Amanda and then talks about how hurt she is that Lauren didn't discuss this with her. And then she says she's going to stay up for a while um, and wait for the fight to finish so she can brew Lauren some of her special herbal tea. The next morning, everyone's gathered at the center, but Lauren is not there yet. <clears throat> Maya and Amanda go to check the restroom because Lauren's been saying she hasn't been feeling well. And they find Lauren covered in sweat, but insisting she's fine. Totally fine. Everything is fine. I drip like this all the time.
1: That's why she's so skinny.
0: Mm-hmm. She gets up to give her speech, but halfway through, she collapses into convulsions and dies very dramatically in her family's arms.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, man. Is it really? <laughs> is it fake poison? Please tell me Lifetime made up of fake poison. Please tell me it's antifree.
0: <laughs> no, it's not antifree. We'll get there. Um, cut to the funeral. Ian is giving a speech. Charlie has relapsed again and passes out in a bush in the cemetery. Which shouldn't be funny, but anytime I see someone collapse into a bush, I think of the Countess Luann from The Real Housewives.
1: Oh, I was like, you've just said words I'll never hear in that order again.
0: (laughs) And how she fell in a bush, and it makes me
1: laugh. (laughs) Where I went to college. So I went to college in um, Natchitoches, as you know, where Still Magnolias was filmed. And, like, that graveyard that they filmed in has beautiful uh, wrought iron fences and um, a guy several years before I went to college there got drunk and was trying to wander home and he was using the cemetery as a shortcut and he fell on the fence and impaled his eyeball so that's what I thought you were going with when you said drunk in a cemetery So,
0: how very dare you tell me that story you're welcome he's okay He just doesn't have Uh, an eye now. Does his eyeball work? No. Then he's not okay.
1: He's probably better off than a lot of us. He can choose what he doesn't want to see a lot easier than we can. Look, look on the bright side of things.
0: Anyways, um, Amanda is approached at the funeral by Josh, her high school boyfriend, who is now a police detective, of course.
1: Perfect.
0: (laughs) Lifetime, you did a
1: real good job at making this seem like a real situation.
0: <laughs> he gives Amanda his condolences and then tells her to please let Ian know that the toxicology report won't be back for a little while.
1: We're having to um, test for Annie free.
0: Yeah. And she's like, What toxicology report? And he's like, Oh, well, Ian requested a toxicology report. And she's like, Murder! <laughs> <laughs> Look, a distraction. Because everyone thinks that she just died of heart failure. Like everyone thinks it's just like a tragic, like terrible thing. And the sister the whole time is like she was murdered.
1: <laughs>
0: but she's I the feel one like she's Nancy Grace. Uh, I was about to say she's the one with
1: crazy hair, maybe a little bit of a twitch, yeah. so nobody listens to her.
0: Put on makeup so you can start talking about how you murdered your boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, back at the house, Ian and Amanda get into a fight about the cheating again, and he accuses her of ruining their lives. Oh, good. Um, she throws out the toxicology report asking why he wants to know so bad. Um, Amanda. (laughs) Goes upstairs to read Facebook comments about her sister when she hears the gates creaking. Okay,
1: tell me about face. Uh, tell me about Lifetime Facebook. Do they show it? Oh, uh, no. Oh damn. Because mm-hmm. they're also really good at not knowing what computer screens look mm-hmm. like. Real good.
0: <laughs> um, it's for Charlie who's drunk again. She rushes outside to help him in, and then she starts rambling about how weird Maya is to pass out Charlie. Um. Uh, on her way out, Amanda runs into Maya, who lets her know that if she wants to go ahead and leave now, that would be great. But Amanda tells Maya that she refuses to believe that Lauren had heart failure. She's going to stick around and figure out what really happened. And Maya whispers that she thinks that's just wonderful and wishes her a good night. Later that night, while Amanda is sleeping, someone pours a bag of powder into the water glass by her bed.
1: Is it... um? Oh shit! What's the Alka Seltzer? It's antifree. It's it's antifree. K. Okay. Duh.
0: Um.
1: I forgot about powdered antifree.
0: Yeah.
1: I just thought about the liquid. Later the next.
0: More. The next morning, Amanda goes to the center and finds Ian staring after Maya. You know, right? Normal. Amanda tells him that she's going to be sticking around for a while. And she's like, I hope that doesn't ruin your day. And then she like runs off <laughs> <laughs> to find Maya who's cleaning up the yoga space, trying to act all serene and calm, but she has the crazy eyes. So double. I'm, Oh, I'm
1: kind of picturing, um, big little lies. Zoe, um, Kravitz's character. Yeah, but less hot, way less hot. Well, yeah. I mean, have you looked at Zoe Kravitz? Like, yeah. Like, I don't expect anybody to get to that level. but Not
0: just, that this girl isn't gorgeous, because she is, just she's not, I mean, no one's as hot as Zoe Kravitz right, ever. Right, agreed. No one will be. But
1: just that <laughs> character who was so, like, even-keeled, but every so often they'd show a glimpse of her, like, cracking. Like, that's what I feel mm-hmm. like is going on.
0: Kind of. Um. So they're talking, Maya and Amanda, and then Maya's like, oh, yeah, well, because, you know, I feel bad. I feel like we're profiting off of Lauren's death, especially now that her life insurance policy is going to pay off all the debt for the yoga studio. (laughs) That's not pointed at all. No. So Amanda calls her old boyfriend, Detective Josh, to help her. Josh explains that this is not how murder accusations work and basically tells her he doesn't believe her about the whole cheating thing to begin with. Um, He tells her that he's surprised she didn't ask about the toxicology report because there was some weird, random, natural drug in her system that's totally illegal and also made from flowers in the garden. And also, if you take too much of it, you die.
1: Opium. Hold on, what's that? Oleander, that's what I was trying to say. (laughs)
0: It's <laughs> not opium. I no, need some of that. They, it starts with a C. They call it something weird, but it doesn't matter. It's not real.
1: <laughs>
0: chlor can- hydrochloric can't Canty free. It's hydrochloric. <laughs> <laughs> it really is like chloro something, and now I'm just gonna call it hydrochloric.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Um, I have an HCQ flower outside. Come over. We can try it together.
0: Amazing. Uh, (laughs) Lifetime also plays the background music way too loud in the scene where they're sitting in a diner talking about a toxicology report. Because it sounds like they are, like, it sounds like they're screaming at each other. But I'm pretty sure they're just having a normal conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine
1: being at a diner and, like, screaming about this weird toxicology report, which probably the um, detective should not the, be telling a yeah, suspect the in the case?
0: Like, I'm going to do this as a favor. <laughs> this is the drug we found in her system. It's called hydrochloroquine. It's made out of flowers.
1: He's got a <laughs> megaphone for no apparent reason. <laughs>
0: She's like, (laughs) murder! I don't know what's happening right now. Oh, God. Uh, Anyways, Amanda thinks Lauren was poisoned, and Josh promises to look into it if anything suspicious comes up. So Amanda goes home and finds Charlie passed out. He doesn't wake up straight away, and so she, like, totally freaks out. And finally, when he wakes up, She's like, you've got to stop doing this to yourself. And he's like, you're not my mom. And then runs away.
1: Perfect. Perfect.
0: That was the line. Uh, Amanda goes back to her room and promptly gets very sick everywhere. Good. And then she finishes the water on her bedside table, which is definitely not what made her sick in the first place. Um, Maya comes in to talk to Amanda about Charlie's addiction Amanda tells Maya about the drug in the toxicology report and how she doesn't believe um that Lauren took it by accident. Maya eats this up and asks her if she thinks maybe Charlie poisoned Laura.
1: Ooh. Um,
0: Maya says this w- oh, yeah, Maya said this would explain why Charlie relapsed so hard and, she said maybe he, she needed to show her something at the center. So they go to the center and Maya shows her the computer where someone definitely placed an order for the drug that in question.
1: Oh, good for HCQ bulbs.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's for the flat. Okay. So they talk about the drug being made from a flower in Lauren's garden, but then they totally take a hard right. And the rest of the movie, it's all about pills ordered from a website. Ah. Uh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay, so pills and seeds are kind of the same thing. So, you have to bury the pills and water them
0: and then <laughs> they grow.
1: Right. And then the pills, <laughs> the pills come out like it's a it's actually a fruit-bearing flower. <clears throat> and it it produces pill pods like they look like little green beans and you have to shuck them and the pills come out. It's like you don't know anything about science. <laughs>
0: Um, so Maya pulls up the handy dandy video footage of the front desk from that day to see who placed the order. And oh my God, it was Charlie. Uh Uh-uh. Crazy. (laughs) Maya asks if Amanda's going to turn Charlie in and she says she doesn't know. So of course, Maya runs and tells Ian that Amanda's ruining Charlie's life. Perfect. And they get into another fight. Ian breaks his glass against the wall, and Amanda yells, I'm not scared of you. And you ruined your own life, not me. Amanda says she already told the detective what she saw. And Ian's like, whatever happens next is on your conscience. Then he storms out. And we cut to Charlie drunkenly crying in his car after driving up a windy path. He's doing one of his mom's meditations. Which is a running theme in this movie after this woman dies. They all keep doing her meditations.
1: What made her special?
0: She's the guru.
1: Yeah, but like how is her meditation special like compared to literally any other... Med- okay, so... I need to preface this whole question with I'm not a meditator. I've never sat still in my entire life. Go figure. As I told you, I just got put on speed so that maybe I could learn how to sit still. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I should probably stop announcing it. I got put on Adderall. (laughs) (laughs) But um, (laughs) in in any case, uh, so like meditation is so uh, alien to me that like, I can't imagine that someone else's like, I don't know. Chanting could be different than another person's humming than another person staring into the distance.
0: Okay. Well, it is different. Okay. As like a meditator. Right. Uh,
1: That's why I'm legitimately asking like how they are different.
0: Um, like I have a app that has like millions and millions of meditations on it. And there are some that I really like that, and actually relax me. And it has to do with the person's voice or their cadence or whatever. Um, and some of them I don't like at all. Okay. And it's just preference. Yeah, it's just preference.
1: So kind of like when I pick my calm sleep stories, there are specific people mm-hmm. I want to listen yeah. to. Laura Dern got me through COVID.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like that, because that's all, all that is, is basically meditation. They're trying to lull you by the the tone like the cadence of their voice. Gotcha. Um, which is all a meditation really is, except some guided meditations use more imagery. So it just depends on if you like if you can use the imagery, like if you are good at that, like I'm really good at that, but some people aren't. Okay, okay,
1: thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that at first it sounded like I was being an asshole, but I really just didn't know. And like, no. Sarah does yoga and Sarah loves yoga, but like, we've never actually discussed what she likes about it. Yeah. She's just skinny and makes me feel bad about my body, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and the, what's interesting is, I mean, back to it, because I think, and maybe I'm wrong, but if my mom was a yogi or something, and had all these recorded meditations. The week after she died, I probably wouldn't be listening to them.
1: You know, um, not that it's quite the same, but when Sarah's grandmother died, she was a, a wonderful pianist. She was world class, really and mm-hmm. truly. And the Christmas before she died, or maybe a couple of years, um, one of Sarah's cousins recorded her and gave everyone in the family CDs. And so she listened to the CD a couple of times because it felt like she was close to her grandma. So some people do grieve that way. It is not the way I would choose to, but some people do.
0: It's just, it's a weird thing that they do throughout. Like they do it at the center. They do it individually. Like all the characters individually Okay, so individually it's very it. culty. They do it like at the center. They only listen to her meditations. And I'm like, that would be super weird yes. to me like if the yoga teacher that i follow died i would need like a break before right. going back and taking her online classes i, I don't know anyways this <laughs> so is neither here nor there to um, do so charlie gets out of the car and goes to the edge of the cliff someone grabs him from behind and puts a syringe in his arm and pushes him over the edge <laughs> i'm <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's a story that's completely irrelevant that okay. popped in my head. So, moving on.
0: Um, then they throw a pill bottle in the front seat of his car and take off. Amanda wakes up the next morning to the doorbell ringing. It's Josh, who's apparently the only policeman in this town. We'll get back to that. Perfect. Um, Charlie is alive, but in the hospital. Uh, Maya and Amanda hug and then go to see him. Ian arrives and weirdly crawls into bed with Charlie.
1: Okay. It's
0: a little bit odd. Um, and tells Amanda to get out. Uh, so Amanda goes to do a meditation at the center. Again, her sister's meditation. Um, Detective Josh comes along to tell them that all of the evidence in Charlie's car now points to him possibly being the murderer. Amanda's really pissed for someone that opened this can of worms to begin with. So I don't really understand that.
1: She's right. Like
0: I'm the one that turned him in. How dare you accuse my nephew of being a murderer. <laughs> what the Fuck. Um, so Maya works at the center while Amanda sits with Charlie and eats with Josh and hangs out with Maya. And another meditation by Lauren plays over all of this. Uh, one day Amanda walks in and sees Ian, pushing hair out of maya's face
1: oh shit now it's on
0: uh maya rolls her eyes and walks away and ian sees amanda and also walks away so amanda goes in to talk to maya who insists that ian is not doing anything inappropriate and that everything is totally fine totally great um
1: which when you have to defend yourself that strongly makes me very suspicious
0: Yeah, we'll get to it later that night, because they all still live in the same house, which must be so good for all of their stress levels. Right. Josh comes to talk to Charlie's awake, which is totally something they send detectives to tell you, not a doctor from the hospital to tell you. They don't call you from the hospital to tell you your loved one is awake. They send the police detective to your house. This is a town that
1: has exactly two public servants, and they're very busy (laughs) right now.
0: Um, Later that night, someone sneaks into Charlie's hospital room and puts something in his IV. His heart starts racing, and they call a Code Blue. But they're able to save him, and Josh comes to the center again to let everyone know what happened.
1: Listen... I was just doing my rounds as the only nurse at this hospital. And Also the detective. <laughs> I'm the detective. And also, yes, you did see me at Whataburger in the drive-through. <laughs> We're a very small town. Um so here is your number 4 with no pickles and also. Um
0: So he comes to say that every that whatever everything happened and To say that nobody can see him because there's now an officer posted outside of his hospital room for his protection.
1: Oh, that's the, I told you there were two civil servants. That's the second one.
0: (laughs) And because he is an ace detective, he now has no other choice than to assume that whoever tried to kill Charlie also killed Lauren. So it was a murder after all. And now they're all suspects.
1: (laughs) Case closed.
0: (laughs) He just
1: walks out while the breakfast club music plays. Don't you forget about me.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Charlie wakes up again and Josh is sleeping in his room. So he's like a really, really good arm guard.
1: (laughs) He had to go take the other shift as the nurse. Like, I don't know what you want from these people.
0: Josh breaks the news to Charlie that someone tried to kill him. (laughs) oh good you're
1: awake somebody fucking tried to kill you
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then he's like by the way kid who just woke up from a coma and a morphine overdose please tell me everything you remember about the night that you (laughs) went into a coma a week ago by the way it's been a week since you went into a coma (laughs) what the fuck they ask him about the pills in his car and he says he has no idea what they're talking about and he does remember that someone grabbed him and that he had like a big pain in his arm um, and over in the house of perpetual awkwardness Amanda confronts Ian about his feelings for Maya he doesn't say anything He like she's like I can tell you have feelings for Maya and he's like silent she goes So you admit it. Uh. (laughs) Oh God, I love this movie. Um, He finally says he just wanted to feel something besides the grief, but it only made him feel more guilty. He says he's totally torn up about the fact that he's fucking his son's girlfriend. (laughs) Listen, sometimes,
1: sometimes you're too busy to go look for an affair yourself. So it comes to you. I don't know. I don't know why this is so hard for you.
0: <laughs> um, anyways, he feels super bad about it. So <laughs> it's fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All's forgiven.
0: Yeah. Ian tells her that she was right all those years ago. He did cheat on Lauren and he just couldn't admit the truth. And now she's dead. And everyone, let's please take a moment and feel sorry for Ian and his problems.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I'm busy.
0: anyways then he just walks off (laughs) Amanda immediately calls Josh and they're talking he asks her to meet him at the wellness center Ian goes to Maya's room and breaks up with her she says she understands and then tells him she's proud of him for confessing the affair and harmony starts from within for some reason I thought you were about to tell (laughs) me that like and Harmony starts playing. Like,
1: I thought you were about to make some kind of musical reference. And I was like, this did not go where I expected it to. And it's still as confusing.
0: Josh comes into the wellness center and is and asks Amanda, you own this place now, right? And she's like, well, yeah, I own half of it. And he's like, can I have permission to search the premises? Because he said, otherwise I'm going to have to wait for a warrant.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: So she's like, sure. And so now they think ian is the killer um in ian's trash can they find a needle which i'm sure has morphine in it and a bottle of pills josh apologizes to amanda because apparently she was right about ian all along and then they get a call that there were gunshots at the house so naturally josh the police detective takes amanda back to the scene with him (laughs) <laughs> but don't worry, he tells her to stay in the car <laughs> before he gets
1: out. Don't forget he's the town's only doctor and nurse. So if she gets shot, he can take care of it.
0: Yeah. Um, she stays in the car for about thirty seconds before she gets out. Um, Josh is searching the house while Amanda rambles along outside like an idiot. Excuse me, like an idiot. Josh opens the closet and finds Maya. She's bleeding, I think. Um, then they hear Amanda scream because she found Ian passed out in the guest house from, like, definitely not in the car. (laughs) Great. Yeah. Um, he's not dead. He's not dead, though. So Josh arrests him. The end. But wait, there's 15 more minutes.
1: (laughs) Right. And nothing has led me to think of the title yet, so...
0: Charlie and Amanda are chatting in the hospital about how crazy it is that his dad was a murderer this whole time. <laughs> uh, Amanda says that this is no big deal and they're going to get through this together. No mention of how Maya was fucking his dad. Okay. Um, and I just wrote, where is Maya, by the way? We haven't seen her. <laughs> um, Amanda and Josh have coffee at the house. Um, Josh says Ian is just as belligerent, but with evidence like they have, you can't possibly deny that he's (laughs) the... (laughs) Amanda tells Josh that Maya is trying to convince her not to sell the center to stay and run it with Maya. And I just wrote in all caps, is nobody concerned that Maya was sleeping with her boyfriend's dad? Just me?
1: Right, no, uh -uh. (laughs) uh-uh.
0: Later, Amanda's working out on the stationary bike at the center, and she hears a noise. She goes to the computer and sees the medicine website pulled up. So she goes back into the other room and calls Charlie to ask about the security camera and the computer. She asks why he was on the computer that day. And at first he's like, well, I don't really remember because like coma, morphine, right? Uh, falling down a hill. I don't know. Um, it, it's
1: been a long week.
0: Yeah. But then he says he was on it because Maya asked him to check the schedule. And Amanda says, Maya asked you just as Maya walks up behind her and clocks her in the head.
1: Perfect.
0: Charlie's like, hello. Um, and he just shrugs
1: him- and hangs up.
0: He's like, "Mm, okay, bye. Uh, Guess guess it dropped. (laughs) Um, Amanda wakes up in the beginning scene. Maya has the knife and the sage, which is very much on fire, which I'm pretty sure is not how that works.
1: Yeah, no.
0: Maya says no one was ever supposed to get hurt, but then Amanda came along and ruined it. Turns out even three years ago, Maya was the one... Ian was having the affair with and so no one is completely ooged out like that, just me. (laughs) But then Amanda told Lauren about the affair, so Ian broke up with her. And so to get him back, she got a job at the center and fell in love with Charlie and Lauren was super nice to her, but then she gave the center to Amanda and that's not fair. Uh, Maya screams that she didn't mean to kill Lauren, she just wanted her... To have to take charge while Lauren was sick, so then she'd realize that she was the logical person to run the center and not at all a complete psychopath. (laughs) Yeah, she's
1: a psycho, a little bit psycho.
0: Maya only had to keep killing because of Amanda and her detective boyfriend. Amanda manages to get out of her ties and headbutts Maya and then runs away. Maya chases her and they struggle. Amanda hits her in the head with a wooden elephant.
1: (laughs) Thank God the yogis have wooden elephants just lying around.
0: While Lauren's meditation plays, close your eyes and visualize. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda gets the knife and stabs Maya and then pushes her through the stained glass hanging thing for the center. She falls. And Lauren's meditation voice says, quote, let the calm wash over you. Good. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Cut to a few weeks later, Amanda and Charlie are running the center and Charlie is checking out the new instructor uh, when Ian and Josh walk in. Ian apologizes to Amanda for being a giant bag of dicks and Amanda apologized for thinking he was a killer. Um, They agreed to give peace a chance. Ian and Charlie hug and walk off. Josh asks Amanda if she's ever going to tell Charlie that his dad was fucking his girlfriend. And she's like, nah, the last time I told on Ian, it didn't go well.
1: Uh, I'm so done. I'm so done with this.
0: Josh asks Amanda if she's going to stay. She says, yes. They all agree to a fresh new start. The end.
1: I feel like I am not high enough for the movie you watched.
0: I have not been high enough all week. Tell me a story.
1: Um, well,
0: so... Seat down and tell me a memoir. Sit down. My
1: tablet decided it had to restart right now. Excellent. So, let me um, be the professional that I am and pull up the um the story that I wrote. Okay, I have it pulled up now. Um, so Yay. you, when you picked this, you also sent me a Bustle article that um was I love Bustle. I love Bustle so much, and it just made me laugh uh,
0: because. It's. I would love to partner with them because they always write articles about these movies, and I think it would be so fun. Right. So their commentary on this film was Russell, like call us.
1: Right. So, um, their commentary said something like um, the uh, the. The title or the words inspired by true events basically grants freedom to directors and creatives. Um, and so what they can imagine is that there was somebody in the world named Amanda and thus this story was born.
0: Yep. It's um, so following that. Look, I keep up on all the weird wellness shit. I love that shit. And if this had happened for real, I would know.
1: <laughs> right. Well, L Woods already taught us. People who are that fit, people who do yoga and things like that have endorphins.
0: Endorphins make you happy. Happy people don't shoot their husbands. They just don't. Right. Exactly.
1: All right. So. What? Like it's hard? <laughs>
0: so. Um, the rules of hair care are simple and finite. Any Cosmo girl would have known. Right. I see keep going. Yeah, I
1: mean, <laughs> why not? This is my portion. Uh, my portion is just... Aaron is L. Woods. So um, I did after I read that article, I did literally no more research because I trust Bustle to have done the research and to find that there's no link to any real case. Um, And so I, in fact, wrote, I will admit that I did no research on the actual film because why would I do that? It's not like it's my job or anything.
0: It's not. <laughs> so, But for real, like, this did not happen. No,
1: it did not. Um, so instead, I researched, um, based on just the two words in the title, so I'm presenting some cases in which a personal assistant attacked and or murdered their boss. And Ooh. so full disclosure. I was
0: kind of hoping you'd do some, like, yogi murders.
1: No, I think you will be glad I went this direction, just because okay. these cases are wild. Um, I am excited. A- So, full disclosure, I, in fact, had written that I was going to use the term personal assistant very loosely so that I could include the murder of Selena. But it, A, would make me cry, and B, deserves to be its own episode, so I decided against it.
0: If you want to hear about the murder of Selena, Selena, like, they did it on Wine and Crime last week.
1: Oh, did they? I Mm -hmm. would When they covered it on My Favorite Murder, I cried as hard as I did when it first happened.
0: I... Can't
1: talk about it. My so my little brother listens to us sometimes, shout out. Um mm-hmm. texted me the other day and he was like, Okay, so how excited are you for the new Selena series coming out? And I was like, I'm so excited and he was like, So I never listened to her music, but I'm embarrassed to tell you how many times I've now listened to um Chico del Apartamento Cinco doce and I was like, I get it. Her music was just great. Um <sighs> so what?
0: I love Selena. Oh yeah. I just do.
1: Um, in fact, I then just sent him like a thousand gifts from the movie. Um, mm-hmm. because you have to, at any point you can slip in anything for Selena's.
0: Yes. And also, uh, if you, if you don't like dreaming of you, get out, we can't be friends.
1: Yep. Um, just get out. <laughs> bye. No. So, um, I just so you and that. I are
0: both from Texas. So Selena, I saw Selena live once. Oh my God. You and I have been in the same room. I am.
1: I'm what? Two degrees of separation from Selena now.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, she was wearing that purple outfit too. Yes. Here in my room. Dreaming about you and me.
1: All right, I'm done. I
0: remember that was the first time that I ever felt real betrayal <laughs> was when that happened. Uh-huh. Like when that like oh, when I was talking about what song. happened. I thought you meant that song. <laughs> no, when I first heard the real story about what happened to her or well first heard the real when she when that bitch was locked in her own truck or whatever. Uh-huh. And they're talking about what happened. And I was like, oh my... Like That was the first time I ever experienced real betrayal. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. How could you do that to somebody? It's horrible.
1: Um, so anyway... I've never
0: gotten over it. <laughs> I, I decided... I have trust issues.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that we worked through... This is therapy with Paul and Aaron? Um, yeah. next week we'll discuss my childhood. Buckle up. <laughs> but... Um... I decided to go with these two cases instead, and I think you will uh, find them just as incredibly fucked up as I did. So the f- first one is the murder of celebrity realtor Linda S. Stein. Okay. Are you familiar with this case? No. Okay, so I got most of my information from good old Wikipedia and com. And to be fair, this case feels really familiar to me as I started researching it. I feel like either I've covered it already or I researched it before and considered it for Patreon. Um, But I couldn't Mm -hmm. find it in Patreon, so I didn't use it if I did. Um, So if I've already presented this somewhere, you get to hear it again. So sorry. It's still great. But I don't think I did. You're welcome. So Linda S. Stein was born April 24th, 1945. And... Mm -hmm. She started her career as a teacher, um, but she left the teaching profession to uh, do the most ridiculous bullshit anybody could do and manage the Ramones. Oh God! Right. So she's a real loser. Step down. Right. Um, So she also managed at the beginning singer songwriter Steve Forbert forbear forbay. I don't know who this person is, but it was Stephen
0: Colbert.
1: Yes, Stephen Colbert. That's it.
0: Um, Got it.
1: So she was married to Seymour Stein, who was the president of Sire Records, and was the vice president of Warner Seymour Brothers Button. Records. Yes. Um, and they were instrumental in launching the careers of just some real shitty musical acts, the Ramones, Talking Heads, the Pretenders, and Madonna.
0: Oh, Madonna. Right. Whatever ever happened to Madonna? Papa Don't one Preach. One hit wonder. Right?
1: Papa Don't Preach is my favorite one of hers, and it's so underrated. Um,
0: it's a good one. Vogue is uh, still... Well... You I can't can... top that one.
1: So... um, Or like a prayer. Oh, yeah. This is
0: our... Like, our new podcast is just going to be where we talk <laughs> about music. It's, actually,
1: it's just We're... where we list things back and forth to yeah. each other. <laughs>
0: And not the merits of music or the like the the technical things that make it great. Like I have a whole degree in music, but
1: no, we're just gonna list songs and artists. Yeah, and sometimes not even the artist who did the song because we've changed gears and not told anyone but ourselves.
0: Yeah. Have you ever heard of the Beatles?
1: (laughs) No, tell me about them. (laughs) (laughs) The look on your face—you were about to hang up so um she was also a fixture in clubs like studio 54 and the mud club um she was uh... studio
0: 54 have you watched that documentary on netflix about studio 54
1: not yet but i'm going oh so good it's on my list right now
0: uh, true crime obsessed covered it and patrick hines from true Crime obsessed, like does this impression of liza minnelli showing up to studio 54 like where's my club Because <laughs> she's drunk as i
1: fun. love me some liza <laughs>
0: oh um, times anyways I'm sorry so this
1: article from oh man I think I grabbed this from the New York Times but it could have been Wikipedia but it's a quote I wish I would have d- written where I got it from but it said um she was a reliable voice in gossip columns aided by her quick wit and fanciful way with a four-letter word and I'm yeah, like that
0: sounds like something on a page six
1: <laughs> what a way to describe some a fanciful way with a four-letter word in fact Aaron, from now on, when people ask me to describe you, that's what I'm going to say. She has a fanciful way with a four letter word.
0: Thank you. You're welcome. I want to be known as a champagne bubble about town with a fanciful way with a four-letter, four letter what, what, four. What, yeah, yep. that.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. She's a prancing bubble with the fern school world. Got it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> So, um, in the 1990s, she decided that she was over band management and she became a real estate agent to the stars. And, um, so she landed mega, like million dollar apartments all over the world, but especially in Manhattan, um, for, Again, just a whole bunch of nobodies. Madonna, Sting, Angelina Jolie, Billy Joel, Christy Brinkley, Bruce Willis, uh, Michael Douglas, Steven Spielberg, and Elton John.
0: I mean, to be fair, didn't Billy Joel and Christy Brinkley live together?
1: I think that that was when they had separate apartments also. Oh,
0: okay. (laughs) Anyways, it's a real shame that this happened like in the 80s or 70s, 80s, because I mean, this would be a great show on Netflix today. Right? Um,
1: so according to her friend, um, who was an author, Stephen Gaines, um, Stein inspired two different movie characters. So have you seen, uh, Wall Street with Charlie Sheen? mm hmm Um, his real estate agent, who's played by Sylvia Miles, is inspired by, uh, by her, as is, um... This uh, record record executive in the 1998 movie, 54. Oh, I have seen that. Okay. So um, Linda Stein inspired the record exec in that. Um, she yeah. also like raised two daughters while she was in the middle of reinventing herself as a real estate agent. Um, she uh, survived breast cancer in the 1990s, and it left her actually with um, some... Uh, undefined form of disability according to this article mm-hmm. um but still she was able to like plug away and do her work and she was a top earner um dealing predominantly in multi-million dollar properties for prudential douglas elliman um so then just a few weeks before her death on october 30th 2007 she'd been diagnosed with a brain tumor oh, So no. um so now we're going to cut to her assistant, Natavia Lowry, um, who came from very humble beginnings in Brooklyn. She was smart and she was pretty. And she was always known as somebody who like brought the fun. She would, um, bring small gifts to her friends and her classmates and people from church. Um, and she was also kind of known for telling people exactly what they wanted to hear, which helped her get pretty far in life. Um, cause she had a way of doing it that didn't make it sound like she was just sucking up. Mm -hmm. um she grew up in her grandfather's home she attended a little a catholic school in manhattan um and she worked for a year in the clerical in a clerical job um in a public relations firm but in spring of 2002 she was at north carolina state university and um she joined the school's black finesse modeling troupe. um so she was like An up and coming, beautiful, kind of driven person. Um, Mm -hmm. She didn't graduate from North Carolina State, but eventually she did get a business degree from Hunter College. And Mm -hmm. so in 2006, she um, began to work into... um, She veered off this like driven path and worked her way into um, the notoriety that people don't want. So oh, inf- in infamy, um, for instance, she was living in Virginia Beach, where she was sued for not paying five hundred fifteen dollars in rent. She was also accused of stealing from the church where she worked. Um, God,
0: I wish my rent was five hundred dollars. Right.
1: Also, like, how pissed off do you have to make somebody for them to sue you over five hundred fifteen dollars instead of just evicting you? Yeah, like. What did you do? Um, So she was arrested that December and charged with a misdemeanor for identity theft and petty larceny. I was like larceny, which is not a word. Um, Close enough. She was using her friend's name to open up a $300 cell phone account and a $300 Target account.
0: I mean, back in the early 2000s, $300 for a cell phone account could be like 17 minutes.
1: Oh, yeah. A month. <laughs> yes, um,
0: but nights and weekends are unlimited.
1: So <laughs> right, call me back after nine because I was on yeah. I was on Altel and they did not have eight o'clock.
0: Uh-huh. Uh-uh. <laughs> My friends
1: on AT and T had three minutes after eight. <laughs>
0: um so listen the early days of cell phones was a struggle <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was the wild west 10 cents per really text message was. are you fucking kidding me
0: i remember you had to push the button for fucking time <laughs> <laughs> um
1: so sh- um so i forgot her name natavia moved into <laughs> um moved back to new york um and started working for a temp agency that eventually brought her to Prudential Douglas Elliman, which is the firm where Mm -hmm. Linda worked. In 2007, she was sent to work specifically for Linda Stein, who just fired her personal assistant um, for apparently siding with a rival like... One of the the other, like, one of her rival realtors got this big account. And the personal assistant was like, well, I mean, she worked harder at it. Like, it wasn't this huge thing, but it was like, you're fucking fired.
0: I just imagine Anne Hathaway in... um,
1: Uh Devil Wears Prada? The
0: Devil Wears Prada, where she's like, and how do you spell Gabbana?" (laughs) Yes. Um, Also, I had a dream the other night that Anne Hathaway was president, so... That's, I would take it.
1: And I know you're listening. We will be your campaign managers.
0: Anyone literate 2020. (laughs) We're still waiting. (laughs) So
1: she became uh, Linda Stein's personal assistant in this luxurious apartment on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan. Um, But they were not known for getting along. Lowry had this, like pretty big sense of entitlement, which clashed with Linda's hardworking bootstraps kind of outlook on life. Um, like she basically was like, bitch, I went from a teacher to a music manager. Do you know how hard that is? You don't get any handouts in life. Um, sure. So Lowry's job was to like type up contracts and answer emails and like other clerical duties. She also did lots of personal tasks for Stein. Um, in fact, Natavia's family said that she washed Linda Stein's hair and accompanied her on walks. um, And they reported that the two got along very well. So some reports were like they didn't get along, and some reports were like, no, they were like BFF. I am... Until one
0: of them killed the other one, uh-huh. right?
1: So cool. um, Natavia was in a lot of debt and just found out that she was pregnant. And so... um she she did view her job with Linda as a windfall her the prosecutor would say um which is pretty accurate she did um see it as a as an opportunity in this kind of unsure time um but the windfall also was because she um her thefts became a lot more like brazen so she would call like American Express and other debt collection agencies pretending to be Linda Stein because she had all of her account information and her social and all that because she was her secretary you know her personal assistant Um, or her mom right and so um, sorry the real issue had a flashback (laughs) sorry So the real issue came when Stein, instead of calling the police on Natavia, confronted her about her suspicions that Natavia had stolen $30,000 from Stein's apartment. Like, imagine having that much that you could steal. And I don't, I don't know what life is like anymore.
0: Yeah. I'd be like, bitch, why do you have $30,000 in your apartment? (laughs) That's dumb. Um, so, I don't We're basically asking to get robbed.
1: Sorry, I don't know if it was just like in cash or if she also like stole credit cards and charged, or but for whatever the total racked up to thirty thousand dollars somehow. I um, mean, that is a lot of them, so. right? Um, so Linda was known for being kind of brash and controlling. Um, and so for whatever reason, this conversation set Lowry off. She later told police that on the day of the murder, Stein had been yelling, blew marijuana smoke in her face, and waved a yoga exercise bar at her. And... This is the
0: kind of rant <laughs> that
1: I would throw. Except with you, for no apparent reason, I see you with one of those, like, Cruella DeVille cigarette extensions.
0: Aw, Yeah,
1: you're welcome. That's, like, gold-plated with diamonds on it.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah.
1: And then uh, Natavia said that her mind, quote, my uh, her mind went into shutdown mode. That was a quote from her confession. Um, she said okay. she snatched the three foot baton from her boss and slammed her with it six times.
0: That is not how you do yoga.
1: Okay. Again, I don't know how meditation works. So like, was this one of the options? Because I think I want to skip on that
0: one. Namasle namaste is like a a joke not like for real um
1: so then she said quote i didn't see blood on anything her eyes were closed um this was in her confession which she later recanted she like real dead (laughs) right um she said, um, I just stood up. I was like in total shock. I was like, what? I just stood there. I called her name so many times. I shook her so many times. My intention was not to hurt her, not to kill her. It was like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Um. So in the end, oh. the coroner's report said that Lowry had bludgeoned Stein two dozen times. Um. She... Then turned her pants inside out when she left the building because there was blood all over her pants. Because apparently that happens when you um, decide that your boss is a human pinata. Yeah. Um,
0: Because there's no candy in that pinata.
1: Right. Then she also took um, Linda Stein's debit card and went to an ATM and withdrew $800.
0: As one does after they've (laughs) stolen... $30,000.
1: Well, right. You just need a little bit more. Um, And so the prosecutor, in fact, said this confession amounted to quote, getting caught stealing and killing the person who has caught you, which is 100% true. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So um, that is my first gruesome story. And my second one is actually a current case. Like Ooh, yay. happening right now. And so I'm going to start at the top with the word allegedly. Right. <laughs> allegedly. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just so we're all clear. Um, yeah. So our, my second case is the murder of entrepreneur and programmer Fahim Sala. So Fahim Sala. Oh, I got my information from Wikipedia, from New York and from Forbes. Okay. So Fahim Sala was born on December 12th, 1986 in Saudi Arabia. Um, his parents were Bangladeshi and they moved around for work. They eventually settled in Rochester, New York. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, like, you know, when you were young and you were learning ballet and I was young and I was playing video games and, you know, just basically being a lard ass. He was teaching himself how to computer program. Um, And he, at a, like a young age, took on a variety of online projects, such as a website for his family. He made a teenage social platform, like Facebook before Facebook. um, Sure. And a prank dial, like, service that was called Prank Dial. And it generated over $10 million in business. So he made that when he was, like, right out of college. Cool. Um, so, like, you know, 22 years old with $10 million in business. And um, of course. here I am, like, praying for money in my gas tank. At, uh, like, money to put gas in my gas tank at 22 years old. So, like, we had basically the mm. same upbringing is what I'm telling you.
0: Totally. Right.
1: Um. When he when he actually, when he was older, he said that he wanted to create something that quote, adds legitimate value to humanity because he, um, created the prank dialer while he was still in high school. Um, and he felt like it was not, um, particularly valuable to mankind. And he felt kind of Um, convicted about it later. Um, But he did use the profits that he made from that, the income from that, to fund his future ventures, which were also incredible, like, incredibly successful ventures.
0: Okay. So he went on to... I feel like if you spend your whole life regretting shit you did in college, you're...
1: Right, right. And, like, he made this company when he was in high school. Like, we don't talk about what we did at 17 on purpose. And, yeah. And nothing we did at 17 resulted in ten million dollars in business. So like
0: Nope. <laughs> I did end up in situations where I should have died a couple times, but Oh, same. Hard it. same. Mm. Um, so he went How on... I didn't die in a field at the at a young, young age is unimaginable.
1: <laughs> so he went on to co found the ride company, Pathau, which is kind of like Uber. Um it was very popular in Bangladesh and Nepal. He founded it in two thousand fifteen, okay. um, so the company was valued at a hundred million dollars. Okay, in two thousand eighteen, Solo uh, also helped to find to found sorry Nigerian Gokata, which is a Nigerian ride hail startup for motorbike taxis. Um, so kind of like in New York City, how you can hail a taxi from your phone. Mm-hmm. Um and this was to get motorbike taxis. Um, it had millions okay. of dollars in funding and gra- gained a lot of traction in the country. Um, however, the company faced a setback after authorities in Lagos banned motorbike taxis in 2020. Um, and he'd also invested money in another ride-sharing company called PCAP in Colombia. Okay, so. Sala was kind of known as the Elon Musk of the developing world because he worked in launching these big apps in um, countries like Nigeria and Nepal. And that didn't have necessarily the infrastructure that we are familiar with here in America um, and finding a way to make them work. Um, Uh His estimated net worth was $150 million at the start of 2020.
0: So, MBD.
1: Right. Mm. So, on July 14th, 2020, Fahim's cousin found him dismembered in his multi-million dollar luxury apartment in the Lower East Side of Manhattan when she came to check on him. So, okay. like, you know, just, like, walk in and find your cousin just in pieces. No, nothing big. Um, right. Mm-hmm. So, the New I will say the New York Times originally reported that it was his sister, um, Or rather the police reporter originally said it was... (coughs) Sorry. (coughs) The police reporter originally said it was his sister and the New York Times cleared it up with some further investigation. Okay. So um, police believed at the time that he was killed the day before. Um, When the cousin got to the apartment, police said she discovered this scene. And so this is like a huge content warning. Just heads up. Mm -hmm. Um, So Fahim's head and limbs had been removed and parts of his body had been placed in the plastic bags used for construction, like the construction sized trash bags, an electric saw was plugged in nearby. And, um, there was evidence at the scene that some effort had been made to hide, um, evidence of the killing, which led detectives to investigate whether Fahim's, cousin's arrival at the time like at the apartment rather led the killer Mm -hmm. to make a getaway using an alternate exit so they think that her unlocking the door caused him to like escape out a back window down the fire escape and that she interrupted the dismemberment oh my yeah so um They tracked the um, security camera footage and found that someone in a black suit, a mask, and latex gloves had followed Fahim into his apartment while carrying a duffel bag. The person then subdued Fahim with a taser and stabbed him to death and returned the next day to dismember him with the electric saw. One of the our law enforcement officials said that it looked like a professional job. In fact. So they started immediately investigating whether he had, um, enemies in business, like rivals in business who would have put a hit out on him. That's how like they, they really did think it was this professional thing. Um, okay. So as I mentioned, he was dressed, (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) sorry, I was about to repeat myself to something. that didn't matter. So, um, that's just me repeating myself again. So instead of, um, leading to this, to a hit from an overseas business project, the evidence actually quickly pointed to someone close to Fahim. Um, police said, That it all pointed to his one-time personal assistant, Tyrese Devin Hapsell. Okay. So according to officials, Fahim had discovered that Tyrese had stolen around $90,000 from him.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, And Fahim, who all of his friends said was a very generous generous man, um, fired tyrese but because he was generous he didn't report the theft to like officials Mm -hmm. he documented it there was documentation of it he just didn't like call the police and report it because he was trying to work out a way to um for tyrese to like work off his debt basically he set up a Mm -hmm. payment plan for tyrese like you can't work for me anymore but like let's let's come to a way you can pay this back and that way there's not bad blood Okay. So as police started to investigate this lead, um, they found that Tyrese had used a credit card to hire a car to go to Home Depot in Manhattan and buy an electric saw and cleaning supplies. Um, Cool. The criminal complaint said he was captured on video by a store camera buying the goods at 9.30 a.m. Later that day... A man dressed in a gray hooded sweatshirt returned to Fahim's apartment um, where he ostensibly dismembered the body and cleaned up the crime scene. Um, While Tyrese's face was not on video at any point, it is clear that he brought the same supplies that were bought that day. So circumstantial evidence for sure. Okay. Okay. so security video from inside Fahim's elevator showed that the suspect used a portable vacuum cleaner to try to remove the residue that was left behind when you fire a taser. Mm-hmm. Um, and then went about trying to clean up things until he was apparently um, interrupted. Okay. So when police realized or when investigators realized that this was who they were looking for and who all the, um, I almost said clues like this is Scooby doo who all the evidence pointed to the most. Um, they began searching for Tyrese who had gone basically into hiding at an Airbnb that cost roughly 18,000 per month. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So we if if Aaron and I are picking, we want the $500 rent, not not that one. Yeah.
0: Definitely. <laughs> definitely going to take the 500 unless someone's buying it, paying it for us and then we'll take the
1: 18,000. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um so he faces charges of grand larceny, burglary and concealment of a human corpse among others. Um, And he was supposed to have a hearing already, but it was moved to January 11th, 2021. Okay. So this is an ongoing case and it is important to know that because this is an ongoing case and the evidence thus far is circumstantial and Tyrese Hapsel has entered a plea of not guilty, we are not taking a stand on what has or has not happened. We are just reporting right. the facts that have been reported to us.
0: Right. Just the facts.
1: A giant hashtag allegedly all over this episode.
0: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> um, just
0: as this movie allegedly happened. <laughs>
1: So those are my two wild cases I thought you would enjoy Amazing. hearing about. Loved it. Thank you. I mean, it's awful. Like, we are some sick human <laughs> it's beings. It's terrible. Be like, hey, I brought you a present. It's called dismemberment. <laughs> like,
0: Yay. Thanks. <laughs> what my I always favorite. wanted. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Yep. Well, um, this has been a great kickoff to the Christmas season. Hmm. And, yeah. um, we, Paul and Aaron today are curious about how Paul and Aaron next week are doing. So, um, if you see them, send them some love or a drink because either way they could use both of those things. True story. And, um, when we're done with this recording, cause I don't have work tomorrow, so I am going to do. hunker <laughs> down in my bed with a giant alcoholic beverage and watch some um, Christmas movies. I don't know if they'll be Hallmark or Lifetime because I love them both. and um, Or maybe I'll just go off the rails and watch Home Alone 2 because that's really my favorite Christmas movie.
0: Uh, I don't need to tell you right that there is a person in that movie that you probably don't want to see tonight
1: oh i can fast forward through him
0: okay i'm gonna go treat the stregthema that's currently breaking out on me and then take a xanax and go to sleep
1: perfect (laughs) yay um shout out shout out to hold on we have a fan who rocks my we world? We
0: have a lot of fans.
1: I know this particular fan. Up, I texted you about it. Um, heard me. I because this was before I mentioned my um soap company last week that I'm trying to build. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mentioned it kind of under my breath, like buy soap for me, so I don't have to be a teacher forever. Um, yeah. But this fan, Michelle, um, Michelle, I don't know if I should say her last name, but Michelle R, um, went and basically bought out my website and, um, I am personally shouting out her because that was way too much and you were incredible. And, uh, I hope that your soap got there safely and that you love it. Um, and I am publicly thanking you for it because that was incredibly nice.
0: Yeah, it's so cool. And yesterday, I just want to like shout out. Hold on. To cancel. Okay. Um, On Instagram, um, Ashley, who commented on my Instagram, and said oh my god you like it was the instagram that we posted from when i was at and that's why we drink show Uh uh-huh and she wrote hold up i was at that show too you mean to tell me i was in the same room as not one but two of my favorite shows oh i'm gonna cry i didn't i missed that one i was so excited so thank you ashley Listen, I mean, my we, day. Totally. We, we have said this in the
1: past, but I need you to realize it's not a joke that anytime you guys are nice to us, it is so rare for Aaron and I to to have somebody just be nice to us for no reason in life, that we screenshot it and send it to each other, even though we have access to the same shit. Like, we both accept... I missed that notification. I don't know how, so I'm so glad you read it to me. But, like, Mm -hmm. when you guys say nice things to us, we are automatically screenshotting and sharing it and liking it with each other. Like, like, we are our own biggest fans, but you are also our bigger biggest fans, and we appreciate you for it.
0: Actually, I'm probably bigger fans of our fans than they are
1: (laughs) that's probably accurate
0: (laughs) anyways speaking of being fans do you want to tell the people where they can find us
1: Um, yes so you can Erin is moving to a new apartment because hers is haunted so I don't know where you can find her (laughs) right now but (laughs) Um, you can find us. On... Why
0: are you looking out the window?
1: I'm not looking out the window. My painting is slipping, and I want to grab it before it falls. Oh, so um, your house is haunted too. Excellent. No, I just thought that if I put up a painting with command strips, that it would be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I need a benadryl. Oh, I'm sorry. We'll get through this quickly. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Life Sentence Pod, on mm-hmm. Instagram at Lifetime Sentence. Mm-hmm. at facebook.com slash lifetime sentence. Mm-hmm. You can send us an email and please do. We love getting mail at lifetime sentence podcast at gmail.com. We
0: just got a letter. We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who,
1: Wonder who it's from. Who
0: it's from.
1: Um, you can find show notes and episode files and things at lifetime there is also a link for our merch. So please peruse that. And mm-hmm. um, if you would like more weekly content, um, you can find more at patreon.com slash lifetime sentence.
0: Yeah. And. Yep.
1: And that's, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. We need to get out of here. So Erin can take a Benadryl. So I cannot stress this enough. Please don't forget to eat your vegetables.
0: Charge your phone and I hope we're all here
1: <laughs> um, and yeah Um, regardless of how tomorrow slash yesterday when this goes live turns out we love all of you and we are grateful for you regardless of how the world works
0: we do and no matter what happens we'll still be watching these terrible movies and telling you about them and we'll still have each other Probably. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> bye.
1: This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.